Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to another Toonami Preflight, where we are taking a look back at some of our favorite things from 2018. Today we're going to focus on some of our favorite movies thus far and right up into the edge for Jason has a little touch of a movie that's sort of out and it's out in by some the time places. It, this airs, I guess it'll be out Will most it? places. December yeah, I think it's 14th? Thursday. Uh, December 14th. Is when it goes to... Anyway. I think we're going to get bogged down in the, in the specifics. Yeah. yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, uh, I believe theatrically uh, it, it will be, be this, this week. Thursday. Yeah. Well, man, I might see it this weekend then. Um, but that's What movie am I talking about? Amazing. You're just going to have to watch and find out. For another, I don't know, 17 if minutes. If the suspense isn't killing you now, it will be soon. Uh, it's true. Uh, would you say it's been a good year for movies? Uh, yeah, it, like in your personal. Yeah, I think there were. I mean, I don't know what the raw numbers of year-to-year of amazing films, but I think that uh, between the two of us, we have 10 of my favorite movies <laughs> so far. Um, yeah, I think it was pretty... It's still a couple still to go that I think could firmly tip the scales. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, always the holidays. In, in a world of... In a world. Nothing but comic book movies and sequels, I think there were a lot of... Oh, yeah, I think it was a good year for movies. Little movies, too. So. I mean, and even, fun big movies, too. Even making my list and then looking at your list, there's still movies uh, like... Impossible. Leave No Trace and Lean on Pete and like yeah. all these movies that are really good that I didn't, you know, wouldn't put in my top five, but they were really good movies, you know. Um, or The Rider, like we talked about yesterday. So um, it was a good movie, a good year for super... It was a good year for hardcore, gut-wrenching movies about young films, people, yeah. for sure. Uh, I didn't see Beautiful Boy, but uh, or uh, what's the other one? There's two boy movies right now. There's Boy Interrupted, Boy something. Yeah, Boy yeah. Erased. And I'm not going to see either of those because I don't give a shit, but uh, people are saying those are both good, too. Yeah. I can't watch another Kid on Drugs movie. seen too many of those. And Boy Erased, uh, I've read some complicated things about, so I don't think I'm going to bother with either one of those. But anyway, <laughs> let's go on to the movies I like. Um, and first up, it's somewhat of a cliche that this would be one of my favorite movies, especially if you know me, but I, I just I got to go with it. And that's uh, Mandy, Panos Cosmatos's uh, hallucinogenic horror movie uh that when you say it's a bit cliche how do you just because it's a nicholas cage horror movie where he 
it's a revenge movie right. where he makes his own axe. He forges his own axe and goes and hunts down yeah. some Cenobite like, bikers. With so you it. mean like not as a surprise that this would be a movie that you enjoy? Right. Not not that the movie is in and of itself. No, cliche. the movie's awesome. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing I like about Mandy, uh, so Panos Cosmatos, he only has one other feature beyond the Black Rainbow from like six, seven years ago. And that one... I think has a bit of a, a cult classic reputation, but I actually don't really like it. I think it looks amazing, but there's really not much to it other than that. And so I was somewhat on the fence about Mandy just hearing about it, although I like the sound of a Nicolas Cage revenge movie sure. directed by a visual stylist like Cosmatos. But uh, this story is really good, and the movie, Nicolas Cage is totally great in it and i really just think it doesn't feel like anything else it really feels like it's not trying to do cosmic horror but it almost achieves cosmic horror more than any other movie that's tried to do it um so for me it's just the total package of the soundtrack is amazing the photography is amazing nicholas cage is great um his co-star is great uh andrea i can't remember her last name she's great uh risebro andrea risebro and the bad guy is pathetic disgusting and awesome um there's just so many things to love about this movie um but this is the movie i've probably thought about the most in my mind and gone back to the most and uh watched the most so far this year um, so let's check out the trailer, which I think was cut by the, by Cosmatos himself because it really does feel like the movie feels. So if this trailer you find appealing, I think it's fair to say you might be interested in seeing this movie. So check it out. Cloud from within, 
strange and eternal. Yes. All that and it's got a chainsaw battle. Um, and it's also the last film that Johan Johansson did the soundtrack for before he passed away. Uh, and he is absolutely was an incredible composer. So the soundtrack is worth it alone. Um, so Mandy, which went straight to straight to video, but you can't see it in the theaters because it was it sort of became a little Re- hit and people Re- put it back out in the theaters Re- yeah. for the first time released. Yeah. Um, Next up is another horror movie, uh, which is probably the other movie I've been thinking about the most, and that is uh, Hereditary, uh, which is uh, probably, I would say, a horror classic. You can you can pretty much say that now. Um, so I, I really think a lot of my choices are horror because this year particularly, I feel like horror is a genre that allows things to be explored in an indirect way. Uh, and truths to be revealed because it horrors about people that are on the edge of life and death usually. So for me, that's going to be more interesting. Um, Hereditary is sort of about, uh, well, it's about grief and how the damage we do to our families it sort of echoes through generations. But it's also about... <laughs> uh, a family who's uh, suffers a terrible. So their their grandmother dies. Uh, the Tony Collette's mom. They suffer a terrible accident, which then leads to even more awful things. Uh, and there's a satanic cult involved, and there's all kinds of. I mean, it is really well made, and it's this guy's first movie, which blows my mind. Um, Tony Collette's incredible. She should totally get an Oscar. I mean, she's always incredible, but she's really carries this movie um and gabriel burns great all the kid the kid actors are great uh and the music is again top notch so for a first movie this guy it's a crazily assured debut i think it's also one of the most terrifying movies you'll ever see um so let's watch the trailer Come on, Peter. Let's just sue it. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's Grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel her in the room. Oh, my God! She isn't gone. She had private rituals, private friends. Who's gonna take care of me? You don't think I'm gonna take care of you? But when you die, 
wasn't altogether there. At the end. stress on my family. That's a great trailer. Also fair to say, if you think that if that trailer is interesting to you, the movie is probably going to be interesting to you. Next up is another fun, light romp. (laughs) Um, This is directed by the great Lynn Ramsey, who hasn't done a movie since uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin, which was also creepy as shit and awesome. Uh, and I'm talking about You Were Never Really Here, uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix, who is amazing in this, as he is in pretty much everything he does. Um, so this is a movie well, Joaquin Phoenix plays. It's sort of the movie is sort of told from his point of view, so it's a little bit hallucinogenic. But basically, he's some sort of ex-military guy who's got severe PTSD he uh, is barely hanging on and he is taking care of his mom and how he pays the bills is he's sort of a black market guy who gets paid to extract his specialty is extracting people that have been kidnapped for um, sold into sexual slavery so people basically he's like the last resort like they hire him he'll find out where it is he'll go kill the people and take the person out and bring them back no questions asked so um this story involves him being asked to a senator's daughter has been kidnapped or a congress congressman so they hire him to go get her out and then things get really really complicated and go really really wrong um but lynn ramsey is just an incredible director and visual stylist and I, I pretty much she's only done three movies but I I love all three of them so uh, I was already excited just because it was her but then you know hearing the plot I love revenge movies and movies about people killing people and it doesn't really let you down on any of those scores it's really intense but really beautiful and well told and uh, some incredible performances so Check out this trailer for you. Will, you were never really here. Close your eyes. Yeah! I'm gonna ask you some questions. How many are there? One guy inside the front door. Second guy on the top floor. After the tone, please leave a message. It's done. Man called. He wants to see you right away. State Senator Albert Vato. His teenage daughter's missing. What's the lead? He got an anonymous text with an address. I've heard of these places. They said you were brutal. It can be. I want you to hurt them. Can you hear me? My name is 
I mean, the premise is so pulp that you, it could really be dumb if it was in the wrong hands, but it's so good. Yeah, it's a weird title, too, but it's... You were never really here, yeah. yeah. But he fucking kills people with a hammer, and that's awesome. That's uh, <laughs> both of those statements are true. <laughs> uh, next up, and I can't... I've got to look up the director because I forgot his name, but is the uh, Korean film Burning. Um, and I saw this... It's been out for a while, but I just was... It finally came to Atlanta like a couple weeks back. I have not um, seen it. Chang Dong Lee. Um, he's amazing. So this movie is based on a Haruki Murakami uh, short story they've adapted. It's a little bit different than the short story. It's expanded, really. But the story is kind of the same general idea. It's about sort of a young country bumpkin Korean kid who's on his own. Uh, and he meets a young girl and they kind of have a fling and then she goes on a trip and comes back with this new boyfriend, uh, Steven Yun, who is this rich sort of mysterious guy and they keep inviting the country bumpkin guy out to hang out with the th- them together and it, basically through conversations you discover that Steven Yun's character is a bit of a sociopath. He mentions that he doesn't really experience real feelings. You can tell that he totally is toying with the girl and he kind of toys with the, the main character. And he mentions one night while they're all getting high that he really likes to burn down greenhouses because there's a lot of greenhouses in Korea and that every month he will pick a greenhouse and burn it down that he's a serial arsonist just because it makes him feel good. And he d- and one thing I learned after watching the movie is one way that his character was made to seem creepy that you only really get if you speak Korean is evidently the Korean that Steven Yeun speaks in this movie is super formal, like storybook Korean. So it's like if you're Korean, he's talking in a really antiquated way that makes him seem even more like it would weird seem and creepy. Old English or yeah, like something old, if you speak. Overly formal. Yeah. yeah, not colloquial at all. Um, and adds to the level of creepiness. But all three of the leads are terrific. It's like a three-hour movie, but it's really, really great. And it's basically this character. You really don't know. It's it's crazy that not much happens, but you're tense the entire movie. And you really don't know um, sort of what the truth is for a great part of the movie. Uh, and when it reaches its climax, it's pretty shocking. Um, so... Here's a trailer for the movie. I think it'll probably be out on home video soon because by the time foreign films get to Atlanta, they're usually two months from being out on video. So check it out if you can. It is absolutely terrific. Here's a trailer. 
아무튼 세상이 수수께끼 같아요. 나 모르겠어? 우리 어릴 때 같은 동네 살았잖아. 내 부탁 하나만 들어줄래? 벤이라고 합니다. 그럼 젊은 나이에 저렇게 살수 있지? 젊은 나이라도 돈이 많나 보지. 위대한 게 집이네. 재밌네. 여기만 있으면 나 뭐든지 해. <웃음> 희열을 느끼는 거죠. 여기서 베이스가 느껴져요. 뼛속까지 울리는 베이스. 저 사람이 널 만난 것 같아. 난 가끔 비닐하우스를 태워요. 들판에 버려진 낡은 비닐하우스 하나를 골라 태우는 거예요. 마치 처음부터 존재하지 않았던 것처럼 사라지게 할수 있어요. 거기에 울고 그런 건 없어요. 자연의 도둑만 있지. Which I love. Unsettling is my thing. Uh, and then my final choice is a movie that came out all the way back in January. Uh, but yeah, it seems so long ago. I know, but is still uh, something I've watched a few times and really like, and that is Annihilation. Um, Alex Garland's second film uh, as a director after Ex Machina. And uh, Annihilation is an adaptation of the Jeff Vandermeer uh, novel, which was part of a trilogy. I really like the book. Um, it, the movie is different from the book. It's sort of, it's more of a, it's less of a direct adaptation and more of, um, it kind of moves pieces around. It's like inspired around. by sort of. Yeah, which I think is, is a fine way to take on a, a book like that. Um, but I really liked it. When I saw it, I was somewhat underwhelmed because I was expecting certain things from the book that didn't show up in the movie. But then the more I've watched it since, I've liked it more and more. And the ending in particular, it kind of completely goes for cosmic 2001, just completely insane batshit craziness. And I really respect and admire that choice. So the, the ending 20 minutes really make the movie for me. Um, it's really good up until then, but that's where it really sort of pushes itself into a better place. Uh, but I've thought about those 20 minutes all year long. So here's a trailer because I didn't, I thought about showing you part of those 20 minutes, but Gil wisely said giving the ending away for a movie that's less than a year old, probably not what's something we should do. So we're going to show the trailer. Not the coolest choice, but bold. We're going to show the trailer. Can you describe its form? No. Start from the beginning. What do you think I do when you're away? 
You think I'm out in the garden pining, looking up at the sky. <laughs> Why aren't you here? I gotta leave a day early. Your husband's here. extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger. It's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. It's beautiful. Check this out. It's like they're stuck in a continuous mutation. Anything interesting in there? No. Sharks have teeth like that. It's not possible. You can't crossbreed different species. What is it? The soldiers on the last expedition. They went crazy. Or something in here killed them. Something's come through the fence. Through the fence? We have to go back. I can't go back. We can camp here tonight. It's destroying everything. It's not destroying. It's making something new. I guess that was two trailers in a row, but they're good trailers. Indeed. Um, and then finally, I just wanted to bring up a, a special note, which is I can't really say what my favorite movie of the year is until I see Roma. 
which is the upcoming film by Alfonso Cuaron, who did Children of Men, Itumama Tambien, and the third Harry Potter movie, um, and Gravity. All of his movies are great. I pretty much love all of his work, and Roma is supposed to be, so far, his most personal work. It's about a, uh, a caregiver in the 60s, 70s, and 80s in Mexico uh, raising a family, and it's based somewhat on his life story, stars all non-professional actors, and is supposed to be amazing. Uh, Netflix paid for it and uh, it would, there was such an outcry when they showed it at film festivals that it wasn't going to be released in theaters by the film community that they decided to grudgingly release it two weeks before they drop it on Netflix so at this at the time of this viewing as Gil noted earlier it may very well be playing in your town yeah I think it's like New York and LA now and yeah. I think the next Thursday. Week. No, no. Like I think this week. Yeah, for the last yeah. two weeks or so, it's been. So I'm gonna release. I'm gonna try to see it on the big screen. Uh, either way, I'm gonna watch it when it when it hits Netflix. But I can't really say what my favorite movie of the year is gonna be so until far. I've seen yeah, until I've seen Roma, which I I'm holding a slot for. Um, so let's check out the trailer for Roma. Netflix cuts yeah. garbage trailers, but congrats on uh, the movie, though. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it does win awards, how that changes Netflix's philosophy and yeah. up till now history of not having I mean, theatricals. Evidently, for it to be nominated for an Academy Award, it has to have a theatrical run, and I think that's yeah. probably the only that's reason. That's why. But it's like, it, yeah. if it actually works, does that. I don't know. I hope so, because I'd like them to put their movies in theaters. Some movies, anyway. Yeah. Um, So those are five of my favorite films so far this year. And one one choice. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, Well-choiced 
all. Uh, first for me is Boots Riley's uh, Sorry to Bother You, which he describes as an absurdist dark comedy with magical realism and science fiction something, something, something. something. Um, this is Lakeith Stanfield is a, takes a job as a telemarketer uh, and finds success through using his white voice uh, and so then uh, starts becoming more financially successful and it's a look at capitalism and race relations and code switching and then lots of weird amazing science fiction banana shit um not to totally spoil it if you haven't seen it there's no real way to describe what ends up happening um there's a company worry free that ends up being uh central to the plot of the movie um they're sort of a uh corporation that's inviting people to basically become slave laborers uh, as an alternative to living in what is an ever increasingly yeah. uh, just a tech fraught with tech company yeah um, which is run by Army Hammer who is plays a prick douche shithead tech guy yeah. perfection um, so this is the red band trailer for sorry to bother you let's check it out I'm just out here surviving, and what I'm doing right now won't even matter. Oh, baby, baby, it will always matter. Thought you said you fixed that. Get a room. I got a room, motherfucker. Hey, Cash, how much longer I got to wait for my money? God made this land for all of us. Greedy people like you want to hog it to yourself and your family. And- Me and my family? Yeah. Cash is, I'm your fucking uncle. Just really need a job. This is telemarketing. Stick to the script. Hello? Uh, This is Cassius Green. Sorry to bother you. I I just wanted to... You want to make some money here? Use your white voice. My white voice. Thank this young blood. Hey, Mr. Kramer. This is Langston from Regal View. Was that Visa or MasterCard? We go level it up! You're going upstairs, my compadre. Okay, bravo. You don't have to sell out. I'm not selling out. Here's the starting salary. Well, man, I'm going to have to get me some new suits. We will have a transformative experience. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. something I'm really good at. Holla, holla, holla. Cash is the old you was way more interesting. You are rolling with the big dogs now. Greetings, Cassius Green. I hope you did not masturbate today. We need you sharp and ready to go. So they do a pretty good job of giving you the vibe of the movie without really telling you what the fuck is going on. <laughs> which, which is not... Which is tough to yeah. do. <laughs> it's a great movie, though. Um, next is Eighth Grade, which is also a cringe for <laughs> the look at... Um, you did not see this movie, right? You didn't? I can't see a movie. I raised a daughter, and I just can't do it. I just can't... I'm not 
when she's older, maybe like yeah. when she's in her twenties tw- or I something. I did not raise but, a daughter, and this movie is yeah. uh, horrifying and uplifting and soul crushing. I think just like eighth grade is supposed to be. This is Bo Burnham, who is a YouTuber, and of uh, Zach Stone is going to be famous. Fame's first uh, theatrical movie, and um, it follows around Kayla, who is this young lady here who is finishing up her eighth grade year and is dealing with uh, anxiety and dealing with her father, who's played by the great Josh Hamilton, who is uh, the perfect dad who is just trying to be friends uh, and is doing a sweet job and also fucking it all up. Um, And there's moments of extreme awful shit in this movie and then some really sweet tender moments so i really enjoyed it uh this is the trailer that sort of starts off showing you who kayla is hey guys uh it's kayla back with another video so the topic of today's video is being yourself being yourself can be hard and it's like aren't i always being myself and yeah for sure but being yourself is like not changing yourself to impress someone else. A lot of people like call me quiet or shy or whatever. But I'm not quiet. Most quiet, Kayla Day. I don't talk a lot at school, but if people talk to me and stuff, they'd find out that I'm like really funny and cool and talkative. By the way, I like your shirt a lot. It's like so cool. What? said one more week of eighth grade right yeah that's crazy yeah huh okay so growing up can be a little bit scary and weird we will begin to explore these changing bodies of yours it's gonna be lit as always make sure to share and subscribe to my channel gucci i think you're so cool Maybe you just need to put yourself out there a little. I'm gonna stop eating with you if you keep doing You said I could say one thing. I'm really like nervous all the time. I try really hard not to feel that way, but you just need to face your fears and let people know they're really you. Just grab my phone, how to charge it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I charge it too. But my, my phone, I... Just because things are happening right now doesn't mean they're always gonna happen. What was in there? Just sort of my hopes and dreams. Right. I was a complete mess when I was your age. Really? Eighth grade is the worst. You never know what's next. And that's what makes things exciting and scary and fun. When did you get Snapchat? What grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade? Oh, what? Yo, <laughs> Yeah. Can't do it. Raise an eighth grader. That's pretty much it's hard enough. Whole, Don't need to revisit yeah. that shit. Um, in 20 but years. Look, looks great. It's great. In 20 years, I probably still won't want to revisit it. Yeah. You'll finally put I lived it to rest it. at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> Once you've been inside the movie, you don't need to go back. Uh, and uh, next for me is Ryan Coogler's uh, Black Panther, um, which I think I was in my initial attempt was to not pick all of the movies that were my favorite of 2018 that I also was then looking forward to at the beginning of 2018. And I don't honestly remember what all I picked well enough. I know that I didn't end up, spoiler alert, 
picking the Mr. Rogers movie, which I totally loved and was looking forward to. I don't think you picked Black Klansman. Um, That's something you were looking forward to. We have got um, but Black Panther is a movie that I was, in fact, looking forward to. And I thought delivered. That was January or February? That it came out? Yeah. Late February, I think March. And this movie is obviously still a comic book movie, um, but what? I think is amongst, if not the best of certainly the Marvel comic book movies. And it shows that if you actually try and make a real story, it's possible. Um, it's possible. I mean, the, we were talking about this yesterday, that the Captain America movies feel like yeah. real stories yeah. uh, the same way that Black Panther does. But if you watch some of the other movies after having seen Black Panther, the, they really just feel like a waste of time. But uh, let's check out a scene uh, from Black Panther as Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger comes to potentially have a point of parliamentary procedure in uh, the government of Wakanda. Delta, speak. I'm standing in your house, serving justice to a man who stole your vibranium and murdered your people. Justice your king couldn't deliver. I don't care that you brought Claw. Only reason I don't care you where you stand is because I know who you are. Now what do you want? I want the throne. <laughs> hey, you, the tuna. <laughs> Y'all sitting up here comfortable. Must feel good. It's about two billion people all over the world that looks like us. But their lives are a lot harder. Wakanda has the tools to liberate them all. And what tools are those? Vibranium. Your weapons. Our weapons will not be used to wage war on the world. It is not our way to be judge, jury, and executioner for people who are not our own. Not your own. But didn't life start right here on this continent? So ain't all people your people? I am not king of all people. I am king of Wakanda. And it is my responsibility to make sure our people are safe and that vibranium does not fall into the hands of a person like you. Mm. Son, we have entertained the charlatan for too long. Reject his request. Oh, I ain't requesting nothing. Ask who I am. You're Eric Stevens. An American black operative. A mercenary nicknamed Killmonger. That's who you are. That's not my name, princess. Ask me, King. No. Ask me. Take him away. Ungubani! Indingu in Tadaka! Huh? I found my daddy with panther claws in his chest. You ain't the son of a king, you are the son of a murderer. We have Osisa! Lies! I'm afraid not, Queen Mother. What? You in Danda Togan Jobu? Hey, Auntie. I'm exercising my blood right. The challenge for the mantles of King and Black Panther.
Do not do this, T'Challa. As the son of Prince Injobo, he is within his rights. He has no rights here. The challenge will take weeks to prepare. Weeks? I don't need weeks. The whole country ain't got to be there. I just need him and somebody to get me out of these chains. T'Challa, what do you know of this? I accept your challenge. I went this morning. Oh, sorry. We were talking about something else. We were. Talking about voting. Um, yeah, good movie. Yeah. I've seen it a couple times. Um, next is Death of Stalin, Armando Iannucci's, um, who is creator of Veep, look at the death of Stalin uh, based on the graphic novel of the same name. Um, this movie, so what you're saying is Stalin's, Stalin's dead. death features prominently. In it, is, it is a central theme to the movie. Um, this movie, I think, actually came out in 2017, but not in the U.S., so that still makes it 2018. Um, <laughs> this uh, is based on true events, which makes it uh, awful and hilarious, which is sort of the theme of the entire movie. Um, if you like... Veep, I think you would be hard pressed not to like this movie. Um, so, and if you don't, it's a little darker than Veep, though. Yeah, I mean they're but talking about purges, yeah. and murder, and torturing. Sure, but it's the same black humor as Veep, right? Clearly, but it's like a little bit more pushing it. I think that Veep does, right? But I still yeah. think that if you I think he left Veep to work on this because he was like, we're not going far enough. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> he said that when he left Veep, it was like. That was the story I wanted to tell. I'm not opposed to them yeah, continuing to tell stories, yeah. but leaving it. His final thing was like, it's a tie. Good luck. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Um, and then he wanted to make this movie. So uh, let's check out the trailer for Death of Stalin. Doctor. I can't remember who's alive and who isn't. It's Comrade Stalin. I'll take it from here. We need to start putting together a plan. How can you run and plot at the same time? We should get Stalin's children here. What are you doing to my father, you jackals? How old are you? I'm old. You're not old! You're not even a person! You're a testicle! Everything's gonna be fine. Exactly fine, is it? My father's lying there with his head open. Stalin would have wanted the committee as one. All those in favor. Carried. Unanimously. Rooshed? Not rooshed. Whatever. Not rooshed. Rooshed? Would you stop with this? I want to make a speech at my father's funeral. No, uh, no problem. Uh, technically, yes, but practically. When I said no problem, what I meant was no problem. Ignore me. I'm sorry, but I am very furious. You're the good guy now? You locked up half the nation. Yes, and I'm releasing them. What are you doing? I've been picking out funeral cushions with Slim Hitler over there. Trust no one. Stalin will be loving this. Don't worry. Nobody's going to get killed. I promise you. I 
I've had nightmares that make more sense than this. You will not take me down! I will not be silent! Yeah, pretty great. Fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then finally is Spike Lee's Black Klansman, which is somewhat based on true events, at least for the first Very third loosely, of the movie. Yeah. Um, based on real people, uh, David Washington of Ballers fame, and uh, it plays Ron Stallworth, who is the was the first black uh, police officer in Colorado Springs, who then infiltrates Ku Klux Klan with the help of, in the movie his white Jewish cop partner in real life. We don't know who that person was because he was undercover. Um, the I like this movie. It is, there's some, Spike Lee takes some tremendous dramatic license uh, <laughs> in making it the back half of the movie sort of be more dramatic. Um, yeah, the some ending of the, is a little crazy. Yeah. It like, feels like a dream almost. Some of the criticism was that... Uh, in today's era, using police as the harbingers of racial justice might be somewhat tone deaf, um, which I feel like is yeah, that was Boots, appropriate. Boots Riley's yeah. issue. Boots Riley wrote "Sorry to Bother You," right. wrote a big long thing about Black Klansmen because he had some issues with it. And yeah. Spike Lee was real mad at him. Yeah, Spike Lee came across as the, the sort of a douche. Yeah, but I mean, he is a douche, right? And he's well an old known. man at this point. Pretty so well known. Like, he's well settled in douchiness. Yeah. Um, that said, still a good movie. And when you can see Foreman uh, play David Duke is a win in anybody's book. So let's check out the trailer for Black Klansman. There's never been a black cop in this city. We think you might be the man to open things up around here. Hello, this is Ron Stallworth calling. Well, who am I speaking with? This is David Duke. Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That David Duke? God. Last time I checked. What can I do you for? Well, since you asked, I hate blacks. I hate Jews, Mexicans, and Irish. Italians and Chinese. But my mouth to God's ears, I really hate those black rats. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. The KKK is planning an attack. How do you propose to make this investigation? We'll establish contact over the phone. We'll need a white officer to play me when they meet face-to-face. You for the white race, Ron? Oh, hell yeah. So there becomes a combined Ron Stalwart. Can you do that? With the right white man, we can do anything. When's the last time they let a rookie lead an investigation? Oh, that's right. Never. <laughs> okay. Become his friend. Let's get invited back. So what kind of stuff you guys do? Cross burnings, marches. This is fixing to be a big year for us. You ask too many questions. You undercover or something? We must unite and organize to fight racism. Are you down for the liberation of black people? Power to the people. All power to all the people. All power to all the people. It's right, sister. For you, it's a crusade. For me, it's a job. You're Jewish. That hatred, doesn't that piss you off? You're taking this Jew lie detector test. Why are you acting like you ain't got skin in the game? I'm telling you, the wars are coming. Black power! Black power! Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. That's us. 
Stallworth Brothers. We're on a roll, baby. America first. America first. America first. If I would have known this was a plan, I wouldn't have taken this mother. Yeah, fun movie. Yeah. So those are some of our favorite movies of 2018 so far. Let's check out Adult Swim Facebook picks and see where they line up. Ballad of Buster Scruggs with a surprising number one. Uh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Avengers Infinity War, get the fuck out of here. Mission Impossible Fallout was also, also great. a pretty great action movie and Hereditary and Black Clansman. Good choices, Adult Swim Facebook. Let's see how the Tsunami Facebook picks hold up. See if they can hold up as well as the Adult Swim Facebook picks. No, they can't. That is a bunch of fucking garbage other than Black Panther. Toonami Facebook, you have let me down personally. You didn't like any of those movies? I mean, like Avengers was eh. Like, you know, okay, I enjoyed watching Spider-Man die and the audience freaking out. Right. Uh, Deadpool was eh. Ready Player One was eh. Like Black Panther was the only one that's actually a good movie. Right. Did you think any of those? I enjoyed Deadpool and Ready Player One, but I don't think either one would be my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> I don't think I would ever need to. Like, I enjoyed them once. They were some of my they favorite were, airplane movies. I'll say this. I, they, I enjoyed both of those more than I thought I would, which yeah. I thought would be not at all, but that's a pretty low fucking bar. Yeah. That's not that's next best week's, movie of the year. Uh, movies that we enjoyed yeah. more than we movies thought. Movies that we enjoyed more than we thought we would, which is to say at all. Um, So our next segment is taking a look at our sneak peeks. But first, before we do that, Uh, Jason has a little... Oh, yeah, we just... You guys announced. You probably have heard about this, but last week was a big week for Toonami fans because we announced that we're doing a Blade Runner uh, cartoon with uh, uh, Kenji Kamiyama and Aramaki and also uh, produced by Watanabe. Um, and he is pretty heavily involved, so we're excited. Uh, we promise we didn't announce that just to take the wind out of Cowboy Bebop live action sales. We announced that announcement did itself back there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so big news. Can't tell you when it's coming or any more about it, just that it's going to be 13 episodes. It's called Blade Runner Black Lotus, and it will take place in 2032 between. It's going to air first, in 2032? <laughs> between the first Blade Runner movie and the second Blade Runner movie. So look out for that. Uh, and on a slightly faster time frame, look out for Megalobox premiering this Saturday night at midnight. Cool. Uh, and we're going to show the trailer that we we got it in on time. Yeah, I think we showed it last week. Yeah. Um, but we definitely have it ready for this week. <laughs> uh, check that out now. Megalo Boxing fuses athleticism with innovative gear technology to create the future of boxing. You remember the plan, right? Toward the end of the third round, you're going to take the fall. I'm sick and tired of throwing these damn fights. If the kid wasn't wasting away in this hole, he might have had a shot at the big time. What the hell am I doing? Fighting in Megalonia means fighting at the highest level, and that means true Megalo Boxing. You promised I could fight for real today. Here, your partner was pretty pissed off. How's an illegal megalo boxer with no fame and no ID supposed to make some money otherwise? What's this about true megalo boxing? A street dog wouldn't understand. Try me. What's going on, partner? Why is the champ here with us, Rip Raff, and why is he calling you out? 
Just call this a sudden change in circumstance. Are you out of your mind? Megalobox. Premier Saturday at midnight. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Cool. Excited. Yeah. Uh, Can't wait. And then uh, next is My Hero at 9.30 on Saturday. And here's the spot for that episode. Next, all new episode of My Hero Academia. What are these things? They're way too powerful. My Hero Academia, Saturday at 9.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And then after that is the episode of Borto at 10.30. And here's that spot. On the next all-new episode of Boruto. Shouldn't we have spotted the ghost at least once by now? What's all this ghost stuff? It's my name for that weird shadow. You couldn't come up with a better name than that? Boruto, Saturday at 10.30, only Toonami. And then uh, Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11. The next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. All this time, and the best challenger I could ever hope to face is my own son! Ah! Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11, only Toonami. And then our last topical is for Mob Psycho 100, which is Saturday night at 11.30. On the next Mob Psycho 100. This is an opportunity to amplify your psychic powers at my research facility. Sounds like he's got me confused with my brother. Mob Psycho 100, Saturday at 11.30 p.m. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Don't want to be confused with your brother. No. Uh, and then assuming that we get the editorial time squared away, but I feel pretty good about it. Uh, this is uh, a look at our upcoming review for Red Dead Redemption 2. And that review will be running this Saturday night. What's that look for? No. Cool. Let's check it out. <laughs> so unless you've been living under a rock, you probably already know Red Dead Redemption 2 has come out. And since I've been waiting for it since the last one dropped, I was pretty excited to saddle it up. Yep. But you learn pretty quickly that you need to take things slow. Like real, real slow. Some people freak out if you bump into them. They get scared if you ride your horse too fast. And if you're shooting up the place, they tend to get pretty freaked out. It's clear that Rockstar wanted to make an Old West simulator. And for better or worse, that's exactly what they did. You need to feed your crew. You need to feed yourself. Enjoy. You need to feed your horse. And you need to do your chores. But they've also made an insanely deep world. So settle in, because it takes a lot of time to get everything, or kind of anything, done. Yep. And that's the question you have to ask yourself. How much time do you want to put into it? Oh. And while all millions of things to do aren't always fun, they are all pretty amazing. It's not a perfect game by any means. The crafting is an overly demanding system, and a lot of the challenges are really not fun, and others are just poorly thought out. Yep, card. But you only get down to that level of fault finding when you know you're probably talking about a pretty great game. Toonami gives Red Dead Redemption 2 a 9 out of 10. There. See a space cowboy. So, Red Dead 9 out of 10? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I wanted it to be better than it was, but it was still a pretty... It's a great world. I just wish they hadn't... For an open world, quote unquote game, they really made you play their way. Forced you to do it, yeah. Um, 
Yep, that's fine. But their way was still pretty good. It was fun. Yeah, it was just too... It was just some of the Western life building stuff was just fucking boring, and I wish they had pulled their head out of their ass a little on the story. But um, it was still really fun. Didn't need to actually... I mean, get syphilis. And, yeah, like and the last seven hours where you're shoveling really shit and just the, the, the story is milk cows shovel shit and get yelled at by your wife is like, uh, that's not why I play video games. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that on my own. Do I that? can't murder people. I mean, I can, but it's I'll go to upon. jail. Right. It's frowned upon. But but I can go shovel doing shit Doing your job and making your wife happy. Yeah, doing your job and making your wife happy that's, is just living. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Uh, but yeah, good game. And then uh, the final thing we have for you is this week's Adult Swim single, which is number 17 out of 52 weeks worth. We'll be doing them all year. Uh, so we release the track every Wednesday around noon. This week I'm excited because uh, I led the legendary Autecra uh, gave us a track, which I can't even believe, but I'm super psyched about it. And uh, if you know Autecra, it pretty much sounds like an Autechre track. Um, so it's called Sinistrail Sentinel. And let's check that out right now. So you can hear that at adultswim.com slash singles along with the other 16 weeks worth of songs we have put up and come back next week because we will be releasing another one. Uh, and that's it for today. Come back next week and we'll be releasing another Tsunami Pre-Flight episode. <laughs> we'll be. <laughs> we'll take another look back at some of our other favorite things in 2018 Favorite so video games. We can, we, can, we can let people know it's favorite video games. It is. So be thinking about it. Yeah, it might be. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Tsunami, now every Saturday night from 9 to 4.